Welcome to the new year and this week's edition of Taboo Talk with Jay Louder. You know, we have a lot of different guests from a lot of different walks of life. And the last podcast we did, I actually had just Sharon. No, you didn't have Sharon. I actually had just my wife, Missy, and my daughter, Kaylee. And we don't normally do this, but we're doing a back-to-back with Missy and Kaylee, my wife and my daughter. Ladies, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, it's, wow, it's January 2nd, and it's the brand new year. I hope everybody had a phenomenal Christmas and a great New Year's. We certainly did, but I got to be honest with you, I was really ready to get back to work, get back on a good schedule. Last night, went to bed earlier than I had been going to bed, got up earlier than I had been getting up, and kind of looking forward to getting back, well, there went my pen, kind of looking forward to getting back into just a normal routine. And uh, although I enjoyed the holidays, sometimes, I, I don't know, it's just such a switch in schedule. And so wanted to get back to the routine, get settled in, and get focused. You know, this is the time of year where people, I mean, you hear about it nonstop. It's the New Year's resolution. I don't know what you guys did for New Year's. Missy and I stayed at home with my oldest son, watched a little bit of Dallas Stars hockey, and drank some sparkling grape juice. We're not really big into the New Year's thing. I think we went to bed about an hour afterwards, but uh, I know a lot of folks celebrate it and have a big time. It's this time of year when you hear so much about New Year's resolutions. And I don't know what your thought on it is. As a matter of fact, I'll start with you guys. What is your thought on New Year's resolutions? Missy, we'll start with you. Are you a person who believes in this, or is this something that you do? What's your thought on it? Well, you know, like any woman... I used to have a resolution to lose weight, but, you know, it became February and March, and I still hadn't done anything about it, so I kind of just gave up on that, and I I really don't. I don't have any New Year's resolutions. I haven't set them in a long time. My youngest son last night said something kind of profound, or maybe it was on New Year's Eve, actually, said something about, you know, why do make why do people make New Year's resolutions when they can just set goals on a regular basis and try to attain them? You know, why do they have to wait till December thirty first to make a New Year's resolution? And I thought that was pretty pretty profound. I know goals and resolutions aren't necessarily the same things, but they kind of tie in together. And I know Kaylee, you were going to talk about kind of a new thing that people are saying that maybe isn't necessarily. New Year's resolutions or goals, but what is it that that you are kind of wanting to talk about? I used to set New Year's resolutions, or I did a few times. Same thing, most of the time it was just to get in the gym or be more active, and I never went through with it. But a friend of mine had posted, I think it was a Snapchat just of her goals, but it was labeled her 2024 intentions. And I don't know, I just liked her wordplay on it rather than resolutions because everybody says it, nobody follows through. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, setting goals or wanting to change some things. 
Yeah, I, I think so as well. And I'm not, I know a lot of folks really enjoy the New Year's and we watched some television programs and I always enjoy watching the New York City thing. So I'm certainly not being critical. To me, honestly, it's just another day. It's, yeah, it's the turn of the calendar. But I, I do think there is a lot of difference in an intention and a resolution. Oftentimes people joke about it because their resolutions oftentimes don't make it, as Missy said, longer than a few weeks or, or maybe a month or two. But I'm a firm believer in setting goals. I, I think it's super important. And, but there's a lot of difference between a goal and a resolution. Seems like a resolution oftentimes is something that someone, it's more of a hope or more of a wish than it is a goal. For me, a goal is completely different. A goal is something that is written down. Matter of fact, I talked with my youngest son about this a few weeks ago, and I encouraged him to write down his five and 10-year goals. I actually asked him yesterday if he did it, and he said, yeah, and I think that's writing a goal being something that is written down, and I also believe that it's something that has a timeline on it. And as Graham said, and I think that's a great point in that, Everybody should be setting goals. My dad used to say, if you aim at nothing, you hit nothing. And a goal is a whole lot more than a hope, a whole lot more than a wish. Again, it's something that is strategic. It's something that more than something you're hoping to happen, something that you have a systematic game plan in order to make it possible. And so I personally didn't set any new goals. I will say a few years ago, one of my board members, uh, good friend of mine named Jason Turner actually recommended me to go through this process. I can't even remember the name of it. I still have the printout, but it literally took me about four days. And when I say four days, I don't mean like four days where I put an hour each day. It was like four or five hours every single day. And it broke everything down into personal actions that need to be taken, family actions that need to be taken, business actions that need to be taken. Of course, in our case, that's a ministry, but it was a specific, detailed-oriented goal sheet, and it was broke down into five and ten years. And so, yeah, I, th- I think it's a great time, and I think everybody should. And, you know, really, with it being the new year, it's a great time to just get refocused, to just think about what do I want to change this year? And, again, that can be something personal. It could be relational. It could be family. It could be business. Kayla, was there something you were wanting to say? Oh, okay, I thought you were holding your, your microphone up. And matter of fact, uh, my wife has never even heard this. Before we got started on the po- podcast, I remembered, I know last year, I wrote some, another friend of mine named Jerry Roll. He's on staff at the church that I attend. He had talked about some goals that he had set. And I can't find that. I know I have it in my notes somewhere. But I just typed in goals. And the first thing that popped up, was from August 17, 2015. Now, that's not the last time that I set goals, but I was just thinking when I saw this, here I was in the middle of the summer writing down things that I wanted to I wanted to change. And looking at this, again, I've never read this out loud. Some of this may be a little bit cheesy. I'm going to kind of peruse it because this is not part of really what I planned on sharing today. But the first thing I have is goals for my marriage. And there's things that talk about strengthening, unifying, cultivating a deeper connection, uh, spiritually, emotionally, intimately. And I actually, this is probably going to come across as real cheesy. I may lose my man card. 
But underneath this, and again, I've never even shared this with my wife, but I actually, not only did I write down some goals about my marriage, but I actually wrote, and I'm going to read a part of it. I've got to be careful here. But I even wrote this kind of like an essay of what I envisioned. And I, again, I'll read part of it. I'm going to kind of have to skip around because, again, this really wasn't part of anything I planned on sharing. But it says this, Missy and I are in the mountain, mountains having a nice dinner. We're dressed up, we're sitting next to one another, and we're at a fine restaurant. We laugh, we smile, we have a great conversation. She has on a beautiful dress, and she's never looked prettier. She respects me, and I'm head over heels in love with her. She's going to love this. Again, she's never heard this. She's sitting across from me. I'm giving her a new two-carat diamond. She got a smile on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, again, she's never heard any of this. There are no emotional, physical, or spiritual barriers. We are one. No regrets, no bitterness, no hidden anger. It's chilly outside as we walk in the shadow of the mountains. We are at a cabin. Nothing's off limits. She desires me as much as I do her. No inhibitions. Nothing but complete surrender to one another. Again, that may sound a little bit chilly, che- cheesy, but, I mean, this goes back, again, this was, my gosh, eight, nine years ago, and rather than just writing down some goals I had for my marriage, I actually envisioned what it would be for me the perfect night, and what's ironic is we do go to the mountains together quite a bit, and we have had some nice dinners, and some of this really... Honestly, I'm sitting here listening to that, and so crazy. I'm thinking about how... Probably 90% of that has, that vision has come true. Like we have felt those things. We have experienced those feelings and those moments. And I can honestly say back in 2015, some of those things that you put down were not happening. No, they weren't. To be honest. And so it was kind of a, you know, a prayer almost, you know, a cry out to the Lord that this is what we want. This is what I envision. This is what I desire. And to know that the Lord has come through and that we have worked along with his blessings and his meeting us halfway. And a lot of that has come to pass, which is awesome. Yeah, it has. And again, I haven't looked at this in a long time. I'm not joking when I say that I'd literally just typed in goals under the notes section of my iPhone and it popped up. And again, I know I've written other things. I, if I had more time, I could, I know last year at the beginning of the year, again, not a resolution, but some goals I had, but, but again, this was the first thing that popped up and some of this, I mean, it would have seemed unrealistic, especially eight years ago, because I mean, the thought that you and I would even have the money to spend to go to the mountains as much as we were struggling financially, that in and of itself would have been crazy. Yeah, and I think about how many walks we've taken together over the last just three years in the mountains together, just saying, wow, Lord, how awesome it is to be in this place that you've created and that you're working in our lives and in our hearts and changing us. And just to know where, how far we've come in yeah. marriage is incredible. Yeah, it really is. And not only did, just kind of, per, again, perusing this, 
not only did I have a vision for my marriage, I even wrote some stuff for my children. I said, strengthen relationships, have greater input, influence spiritually, emotionally. And kind of like I did with Missy, again, I haven't read this in forever. It says, my kids and their spouses are always coming home to visit. They and their partners seek out my advice. They are leaders with integrity, character, passion for Jesus. We spend holidays together, and we even have a yearly March Madness party. (laughs) That will be fun when our children have partners. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It says the kids are close to each other. They regularly stay in contact with each other, and we spend summers at the mountains together. This is It's crazy. Honestly, reading this, let me see what else do I got here. Now, I've got an action plan, pray, study scripture, do something alone with each kid every month. You've uh, always been really good at that. Yeah, I have tried to do that. And part of that goes comes from me traveling so much. Find environments they can be where they can be open in communication. I have a ministry. The next thing I pro is a ministry vision. And uh, we do mega events in football stadiums, gymnasiums, professional arenas all over the world. We do crusades with the biggest names in the music industry. Uh, a television show. Let me see. And then, kind of like I did with my kids and my wife, I actually wrote what I envisioned that would look like. It says, I'm standing in a large arena, giving the invitation, and seeing thousands of people stream forward to receive Christ as Savior. There are teenagers, moms, dads, and people from every walk of life who are hungry to begin a relationship with Jesus. People are hugging one another. Tears are streaming down the faces of the addicted the broken, the divorced, the hopeless, the hurting. Married couples are holding hands. Gang members have their arms around each other. Businessmen are on their knees. Moms are kissing the cheeks of their children as they pray aloud for God's forgiveness. 30,000 people are gathered together for a concert, and 6,000 of them go home as a new believer in Christ. So, and again, then I wrote down goals uh, for our ministry about different staff members and partnerships in music and action plan of how we were going to accomplish it. And then last of all, I did one not only for our ministry, for my marriage, for my kids, and then I did a family one. And Kaylee, you're going to love this one. Um, I can't believe I'm reading this. I hope this is not too much. But uh, family, I wanted to take Lane to a Stanley Cup, which I did two years ago. This is crazy. Second thing, Kaylee, we haven't done this, but this is what I've written. Take Kaylee to London to go shopping. How does that sound? Probably make that one happen. Yeah. (laughs) Mom the ring me London. Yeah. Take Graham bear hunting and elk hunting, which I have done both of those. Again, and this sounded so unrealistic eight years ago. Take Missy and Graham back to Neck Neck. That's in Alaska. Go on a family cruise, which we did. Take Lane and Graham to the Super Bowl. Kayla, you're not actually included in that goal. I'll be okay. (laughs) We'll just go to London and go shopping. Own a mountain home in Colorado or New Mexico. Buy Missy a new wedding ring, which I mentioned earlier. Spend Christmas Day in New York City. Take Missy on a safari. You've wanted to do that for years. I still do. Yeah, we haven't haven't done that one, so it hasn't come to pass. Horseback mountain trip to Wyoming with Missy. We actually did that. Oh, my goodness, we did. That was... Excruciating. Yeah, y'all will like this one. Take Kaylee and Missy to Italy. How about that? Hey. Yeah. I'm down. Take Missy on a shark tour in Cape Town. I've always wanted to go to Cape Town. This has been a long-term goal. Cape Town, South Africa. Never been able to do it. That hasn't uh, come to pass. Take Lane and Graham to a Duke Carolina game. And then last of all, I wrote some personal goals. Like, uh, I want to hunt grizzlies. I know some of you are offended by that. Again, that's my goal. I get it. 
Let me see here. Meet the Queen of England. Some of this stuff sounds so crazy. Drive an Aston Martin. Meet Denzel Washington. Take him to lunch. Go to Iditarod. We did kind of do that. Yeah, Yeah, we did. We were in downtown Anchorage, and we got to see them come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, harvest a 6 by 6 bull elk, which I have not done. Go to a Sioux Indian powwow. Speak at a national prayer breakfast. And I did that the last two years. I know y'all are thinking, I'm I'm literally reading this on the fly. It's not like I I read this whole thing or something. I literally turned it on right before we started the podcast. You probably haven't visited since you wrote it down, have you? Probably not, honestly. Well, if you would have, it it goes back to the top of your notes whenever you like click on it, so... Uh, catch a 10-pound bass, sleep in a teepee. Some people are going to think I'm crazy, <laughs> but I want to do that. We drove by one in Chama. We did. And you always say, that would be so cool. Yeah, that was about a week ago. Go to a Final Four. Haven't done that. Repel. We have been to an Elite Eight. No, we were going well, to. Well, we were going to go. Before COVID. Well, we went yeah. to a six, Sweet 16. Yeah, Sweet 16, yeah. Let me see. And then last of all, I had ministry. Preach in Scotland, which I've not done. Preach in London, which I have. Hold a stadium outreach in Boston, L.A., New York, Pittsburgh, Philly, Dallas, Portland, Seattle, Detroit, Chicago. Help a million people receive Jesus. Build an orphanage. Mentor future evangelists. Give away $100,000 a year to needy ministries. I haven't been able to do that. I won't mention any names, but I think you have definitely are about to minister to a possible future evangelist. Well, I certainly hope so. Preach in Madison Square Garden. Have dinner with T.D. Jakes. Hold an outreach in Tokyo or Beijing. And then my personal goal is to be debt-free. Anyway, that, that's, kind of, uh, that's kind of it. But it's just ironic. This talk To me, this talks about the power of goals. Again, a lot of this stuff that I wrote down, at the time I wrote it down, and you guys can see, I mean, y'all see me read this here, but right there at the very top, August 2017, uh, 2015, a lot of this stuff would have been crazy. And, you know, I think that when you're looking at goals, that's the kind of goals you need to set. And I told my son this recently. You need to set the kind of goals that if other people knew about it, they would think you've lost your mind. A goal is not something that you could attain on your own that really is within reach. A true goal is something that seems so outlandish that you're hesitant to even share it with other people because they might think that you've lost your mind. And I think it's a great time of year, not just because it's January 2nd, but I think any time where you can sit down and and think about what you want to, and some of you I know are married, some of you are not, but relationship goals, financial goals, personal growth goals, spiritual goals, emotional goals. And again, not just something that you think of. I think there's something about writing it down. You guys will remember in my closet uh, before we sold our home that my closet walls were literally written all over the walls, different goals that I had and things that I felt like the Lord had showed me in my quiet time. And matter of fact, when we sold our home, my wife asked me if I was going to paint over it. And I said, no, you know, the new people, if they want to paint over it, they can. And so when they bought the house, all those things that were goals or things that I learned in my quiet time were still written on the walls. But I would encourage Everyone, again, having nothing to do with it being January 2nd, but maybe a time of self-reflection, turning off the TV, turning off the cell phone, getting quiet, getting alone, and writing things down. You know, guys, when I think about this, 
I can't help but think about Proverbs 16. And it's either verse 3 or verse 7, but it says this, A man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And to me, what that scripture says is, yeah, you follow your heart, because I believe that God puts certain things in your heart that while you may think they come from you, and I I know we have to be careful because sometimes there are things that we dream up that are not from the Lord. But when you pray and ask for God's will and God's direction in your life, the Lord will put certain desires in your heart. That's why the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. It doesn't mean just God gives you the desires of your heart, but you first have to delight yourself in the Lord, meaning that if you're seeking God and saying, God, take away the desires that I have that are not from you, and put in my heart those desires that are from you, then that's when they come to pass. And then going back to that scripture in Proverbs 16, that a man's heart devises his way, it means your heart is what leads you. It's what guides you. But you also have to realize that while your heart helps guide you, that ultimately you trust that it's God who directs your steps. And that's not only in regards to goals, that it's in regard to the good things that happen in your life and even the difficult things that are happening in your life. So it's a good time to, to think about that. And maybe, like I say, a time to set aside, to really just zero in and think about what do you want to happen this year? And maybe even prior to writing those things down, it would be good to say, God, you show me what are your, what are your goals for me? What, what are the things that you want in my life? And I truly believe that God will show you that. I think for oftentimes what we do is we say, God, bless my plans. Rather than saying, God, what are your plans? I want to get in on what you want me to do. What do you guys think about that? Absolutely. I think that's, that's the best way to, uh, the best perspective to have is to get involved in what God wants us to do and his plan for us instead of us going about our way and hoping God will tag along and be a part of it. Absolutely. And I believe for everybody, I mean, I don't care whether your hair is gray or whether you're in college or high school. The fact that you're still on this planet means that God still has a plan for you, that, that, that your life is not finished. And I think about, you know, I have an opportunity to speak to people from all different ages, all different walks of life. And I think about especially some of the churches I go to, they have two or three services. And oftentimes when I speak in the early service, predominantly in most churches, it's an older crowd. And I think sometimes as people get older, they they think maybe that, I don't know, that some of their best years are behind them or or, or what is there left. And again, the fact that you're still alive and still breathing means that God still has a mission for you. There's still a purpose for you oftentimes tell a story, especially when I'm speaking to maybe an older crowd. And it had such a huge impact to me. Years ago, I was in Carlsbad, New Mexico. It was the early days of my ministry. And I was traveling with another evangelist. And back in those days, I would stay in someone's home. And so they put me in the home, this little old lady. I don't know, she was probably, I'm going to guess her mid 80s. And she no longer could go to church because her health had deteriorated. She could barely get around. And anyway, she was there all week long. And of course, back in those days, I used to do some things with the students during the week. And so I would oftentimes get in late and she would always be sitting on the sofa waiting for me. 
And when I'd walk in, she would tell me that she had been praying for me and she would want to hear, because we would do these things where we would walk up and down the streets and we'd pass out tracts and we'd share the gospel. And I couldn't believe that she would be up when I'd get there because it would be what I deemed to be way too late for her to be awake. But she always wanted to hear what had gone on. Well, anyway, back in those days, I would normally go in about five days before the crusade and the crusade would be five days. So I would be in a home for about 10 days. You have to realize I was probably about 21 22, maybe 23, and I'll never forget, it came down to the very last day when I was going to leave. I knew that in all likelihood, at her age, that she probably, you know, her, her years were limited. Again, her health wasn't the best. Sweetest little old lady you've ever met in your life. And I went to hug her goodbye. I, I, I'm almost about to get choked up telling this story. And so... That day when it was time to say goodbye, and I knew I'd never see her again. I knew it until I got to heaven. And uh, that day when I was leaving, I, I hugged her. And I remember when I wrapped my arms around her, you could feel the bones in her back and just told her, thank you for letting me stay at your home and thank you for praying for me all week long. And this is what she said to me. She said, can I pray for you one last time before you leave? And of course I said yes. And this little old lady, she's probably about five foot two, my gosh, I bet she didn't weigh 100 pounds. Just a little frail old lady. And she put her hand on my head when she prayed. Now, this sounded, at the time she prayed, it so unrealistic. You have to realize, I was traveling with another evangelist. I'd probably been in full-time ministry for about two years. I had a group of about six businessmen that were supporting me. I mean, broke is a joke. And she put her hand on my head. And this is what she prayed. And I don't remember everything she prayed, but I remember this. She said, God, I pray that one day you will raise this young man up and he will speak to millions of people. And, you know, again, it seemed that's never going to happen. I mean, I'm just a guy who travels with another guy. Yeah, I help do schools. And, yeah, I speak at some youth rallies, but that's never going to happen. And, I look back on that prayer, and I really honestly believe that a lot of what's happened in my life is a result of that dear, godly old woman who prayed that God would raise up our ministry and give me the opportunity to preach to millions of people. And here it is years later, and that's come to pass. And I can't wait one day when, when, I, when my life has come to an end I can't wait to see her in heaven. I presume maybe she already knows. But to tell her that day you prayed for me in Carlsbad, New Mexico, when it seemed so crazy and so unrealistic, at an age when maybe some people would think, what do they have to offer? What do they have to give? That I truly believe it was your prayer that God honored that enabled me to travel literally all over the world. Now, I say that to say this. Wherever you're at today, God still has a purpose and a plan for your life. I know you may have purposes and you may have plans, but what really matters is what is God's plan for your life? And I truly believe that today, if you'll say, God, I want to, I don't want you to get in on what I'm doing. I want to get in on what you're doing. God, show me your will for my life. And then you begin to pray for God's will to come to pass. And not just pray for it or hope for it, but you begin to cultivate that relationship with him. And you begin to take those steps that are necessary 
in order to make it come to pass. Other people may think you've lost your mind. It may seem crazy. It may seem like it'll never happen. But I think it goes back to God's promise. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I hope you guys have had a great new year, and I pray that in 2024 that it's the greatest year in your relationship with Christ, and he uses you to do more than ever before. Ladies, thanks for being on the podcast. I know this is not a usual for you guys, but it's been great to have you all for the Christmas podcast and the New Year's podcast. I love you both so very much. We'll catch you next time on Taboo Talk with Jay Louder.